0: hey welcome to by his grace marriage ministry podcast my name is amanda i hope you're doing well today and thank you so much for joining me in this episode so today is going to be a really good episode i'm going to be talking about um i think it's a question that a lot of men and women have especially if you are single and trusting in god for marriage Um, Or maybe you've already been in a relationship in your past and now you're, you know, trusting God again, you know, for, you know, that possibility of of marriage um, ordained by Him. And I think it's a question that has crossed all of our minds, which is how do we know when we have met the one that God has ordained to be our spouse, Okay. And this message is going to be for both men and women, but as I share, I'm going to be addressing it or directing it more towards women because of a book that I'm going to be sharing from, but it can be for men as well. So take it how it resonates. And I will also be talking about, you know, I think this is a question that crosses a lot of believers' minds, especially women, um, and really women, because I think a lot of women are noticing why does there seem to be more godly women than there are men, you know, and I did mention briefly in one of my episodes that many men, the enemy has lifted restraints off of them. He has attacked men more. And so we have a lot of men walking around as prodigals where they have strayed away from God for a time. They're lost, they're broken, they're walking around with strongholds, bondages. You know, and the enemy has done this purposefully. Um, Why? Because men are the head of the marriages, the families, the homes. Families are named after the men. They're the ones that carry the seed. And so this is why we see the enemy attack men much more than he does women. When he does attack women, it's because of our purpose that we've been called to, which a lot of times is implemented with our marriage and is connected to it because God is raising up many women during this time to intercede in prayer for their God-ordained husbands because many of these husbands are either prodigals they're in counterfeit relationships. They're, they have strongholds on them. There's separation going on. There's, you know, the enemy is just wreaking havoc on a lot of these things. And this is why God in this this time is raising up his daughters to intercede in prayer for their husbands. Okay? So there's going to be two parts to this message. The first part is going to be, how do you know when you've met the one that God has ordained for you to marry. And the second part is, why are there more godly women there than there are men? So um, I'm going to be sharing from a book written by evangelist Vivian Rose. Now, this is truly an anointed woman of God. She's incredible. I have been following her marriage ministry for about two and a half years now. And her ministry is called The Two Shall Be One. And you can find her ministry on the platform YouTube. And um, she, I believe she's also also planted a church in Texas. And um, her ministry has just been helping so many women. Um, women, you know, preparing for marriage. Women, you know, trusting in God for marriage. Women that have been married and maybe, you know, were divorced and... Now they're trusting again, and she just shares so much wisdom and truth, and really helps us to understand our roles as wives, why prayer is important, and so on. So the book that I'm going to be reading from is called Supernatural Marriage, The Way In. This is one of three books that Vivian Rose has written. She also has um, How to Pray for Your Husband, for Your God-Ordained Husband, and her third book is Let God Deal With Him, which is a book that talks about how God works on men before he brings them into marriage. So all three of those books you can find on Amazon and you can also purchase them through her website, the two shall be one, marriageministry.com. And as always, I do not own the rights or copyrights or anything like that of this book. I am just simply sharing what... um. Vivian Rose has written because it is really, really, really encouraging and very helpful. So, with all of that being said, let's go ahead and jump right in. So, I am going to be reading from the book and I'm going to be starting at step five on page 101. And I'm going to be talking about how do we know when we have met the one that God has ordained for us. Now, Again, this is for both male and female, but because I'm a woman sharing this and because of how the author has written it, it'll be directed towards women. But if I have any men listening, you know, take it how it resonates, you know, flip it around, turn it around, and um, there will be some stuff in here for for you men as well, and I pray that it, it ministers to you. Okay, how do we know when we've met the one? God will always present wives to their husbands. God will always present wives to their husbands. And we see this as a pattern in scripture. And I'll go more into that in just a little bit. So just like he did for Eve in Genesis 2.22, when God presented Eve to Adam, Adonai, or the Lord, will usher the women as brides into the lives of the men he has designated for them to marry it's not up to you to look for your adam god will introduce you to your adam god is interested in your receiving the gift of a godly marriage so ladies you do not have to you know go out to you know clubs or bars or you know have a friend you know try and you know connect you with somebody or go on a dating websites or anything like that, okay? God will present you to your husband. Men, you do not have to go looking for a wife. You, do, you also do not have to go to bars or clubs or, you know, have a, a friend of yours or a family member try and introduce you or anything like that. God will present your wife to you. God will literally bring her to you. And I can testify to this, um, but I haven't been released just yet to share my testimony. But I can tell you right now that this is truly how it happens. And it's when you least expect it. It's in God's perfect timing, but it's when you least expect it. Okay. When you are called to a God-ordained marriage, you do not have to go looking in your own strength, in your own effort for this person, God will introduce the two of you and the way that he does it is he always brings the wife to the husband and I'll go into more detail in just a little bit about that now men know their wives by the spirit how is that God has placed a knowing inside men and he has placed discernment in women Adam instinctively knew That this woman carried his DNA, carried his substance, and carried something in himself. That is why many times men seem to be able to engage so quickly and know early on who they want to marry. God has gifted men with the capacity to look beyond the outward beauty and see something of themselves in you as their wife. Because you are their missing rib. You know, when you look at Genesis chapter two, verses 21 through 24, you know, when when we read that scripture, nowhere does it say that God either told Adam before he put him to sleep or after he put him to sleep, right? After he was finished, nowhere did he tell Adam, I'm going to put you to sleep or I put you to sleep so that I can form this person, this woman, out of one of your ribs for you as a wife nowhere does it say that in scripture instead what takes place is after God has done this what you would literally call the first surgery to take place you know he presents Eve to Adam and nowhere does it say God says here you go Adam here's, here's woman for you You know, she's, she's from you. So there you go. You know, he didn't say anything. All it took was Adam looking at her and he says, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken from man. Now, how would Adam have known that she was taken from him if God didn't tell him? You know, so that's just something to think about there. So with that being said, with a man knowing his wife pretty much almost immediately once he meets her, it could be any little thing. It could be something you said. It could be the way your voice sounds. It could be the way you look. It could be, um, you know, your sense. It could be, you know, any small thing you know, that will let your husband know that he's just met his wife, his missing rib, okay? So with that being said, women, you do not have to convince a man to marry you. Men know early on. Now, statistics have actually been done, whether men were believers or they were non-believers, just from all different walks of life, there has been statistics done, and it says 99.9% of men all have similar testimonies. Within the first few meetings of meeting their wife, they made up their minds that she was the one for them. Doesn't take men long, okay? Why? Because it is the knowing that God gave Adam in the beginning in Genesis chapter two, 22 through 24. Most men know the woman they wish to pursue into marriage because their spirit lets them know, okay? Now, many men won't always tell her right away because they might feel it's too early for her to accept them. But rest assured, they already know that you're their wife, okay? Now, here's a side note. Until a man gets to the place that he desires marriage, nothing can really move him. This is where, in some cases, some women will be called to intercede in prayer for their husband. So like I was saying in the beginning, you know, every situation's different depending on where your husband's at. Maybe your husband was in a counterfeit lifestyle. Maybe he's a prodigal. You know, um, maybe he's got some strongholds on him or something. So depending on where he's coming from, depending on where he's coming from, God is going to ask you, woman, as the wife, to partner with him and to pray for your husband. Okay? Why? Because a man must get to a place that he wants marriage. Well, if he's been through a lot in his past, if he's been hurt, if he's fearful, if he was, you know, in a counterfeit relationship, or he's just got a lot on his plate, it's going to take him a little bit to get there, okay? It doesn't mean that he's not your husband. It means that God needs you to now partner with him and intercede in prayer. For that husband. Because look at what it says here. The man must want to marry. Okay. He needs to get to that place. That is where the prayer comes in for men. To mature and grow up into manhood. Why? Because many men are afraid to commit. Afraid to take on responsibility of marriage. Afraid of getting hurt again. So fear plays on men's minds a lot. And again. Depending on what all your husband has on his plates even more. So we have to pray for them and, you know, rebuke and bind up that spirit of fear in the name of Yeshua. So there are expectations to this rule is when the man himself has issues with marriage or there's distance, which may bring procrastination. Some of you have already met your spouse, but you might be in separation. You might be in divine separation, either the enemy attacked and and caused a separation between the two of you, or God caused a divine separation because there's still work that needs to be done either in your husband or in yourself or in both of you, okay? Nevertheless, even in this circumstance, intercessory prayer will work better. Than trying to force it, trying to go outside of God's will, trying to go ahead of his timing, trying to manipulate all of those things. None of those things are good and manipulation is a sin. Okay. So work with God, stand your ground and maintain a lifestyle of sanctification and prayer and know your worth and trust God to do the inner work necessary to help that man understand that you are his wife. Okay. The price your father in heaven has put on your life as a daughter in the Messiah is covenant. He doesn't stop at commitment. God demands covenant. Okay, there's a huge difference between commitment and covenant. Okay, covenant obviously meaning marriage. Okay, so the commitment of a man is known when he is ready to covenant with you in marriage. Nothing less is accepted. So ladies, don't accept anything, you know, any less. Okay, don't accept anything less than that, okay? Okay, so let me go ahead and move forward here, okay? So, uh, secondly, remember what we have said earlier. Women receive divine favor before marriage and men receive divine favor after they've stepped into marriage. So Proverbs 18:22, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord, okay? So because godly marriage is God orchestrated and God initiated, he is the father who gives away his daughter into the hands of his son, which is why we see the pattern in scripture that in all godly marriages that, you know, God initiated the marriage, the wife is presented to the husband. So let's go over some of the scriptures that we can see this in. For the sake of time, I'm just going to share what's in the book. If you would like to go back and go into scripture and search these, I will make sure um, I put what book chapter and verses that these scriptures are from, so that you can go back and read it for yourself so that you can see it is scripture based. Okay. So we see that God presented Eve to Adam. We see this in Genesis chapter two, verse 22. We also see that God presented Rachel to Jacob. We see this in Genesis 29, verses nine through 28. We see in scripture that God even permitted Leah to be presented to Jacob as a part of his plan, Genesis chapter 29 verses 18 through 21. We also see in scripture God presented Rebekah to Isaac, Genesis 24, 66 through 67. God presented Esther to, um, I call him King Xerxes because I can never pronounce his full name. We see that in the book of Esther, chapter 2, verse 17. We see that God presented Ruth to Boaz. We see that in Ruth, chapter 2, verse 5, and Ruth, chapter 3. God also presented Mary to Joseph. We see that in Matthew, chapter 1, verses 20 through 24. And we also know that God will present the church, the bride of the Messiah, to Yeshua at the rapture. Okay, ladies, God will present you to your husband. He will divinely connect you, present you either in person, online, or even in a dream to your husband. Yes, because God can give revelation by dreams. Okay somehow some way he will make the divine connection he will lead you guide you and instruct instruct you like he did with Ruth he will put you in your husband's eye view for long enough until he turns his head then that's where god will open your husband's heart and that's where love will begin to flow that's where that connection takes place okay and here's the thing, both for both men and women, when you are walking in divine purpose, in the area of gifting, and you're in alignment with God, for your life and pursuing your kingdom purpose, this is where and when you will see this connection happen, okay? It's not going to happen when you are far from God. It's not going to happen when you are, when you are living your own will for your life. It's not going to happen when you're in a counterfeit situation, whether that's a relationship, a job, even where you're living at. Okay. God has to strategically bring the two of you together. Okay. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because again, I haven't gotten the release from God to share just yet, but, um, You know, I'm just going to kind of share briefly how that happened for me. Um, I was actually living in one state and my husband-to-be was in a different state. And in the same year, we both came to the same state. God moved me from where I was at to this state that I'm at now. And God had moved my, you know, and I'm going to say at that time, my husband-to-be from where he was at. To the state that we're at now. And how we met was at a place of employment. And the way that it happened was unexpected. The way that it happened was just absolutely only God could have done it. And again, I can't share too much detail right now because I haven't gotten the green light to do so. But what I'm trying to say is. You could be at one end of the earth and your spouse could be at the other. And when it's time, God will bring the two of you together one way or another. And you'll know that it's God because even by the way that He does it, you're just like, only God could have done this, (laughs) you know? Like it's God orchestrated, okay? And nothing, nothing is impossible for God, okay? Nothing is impossible for Him. And he will do whatever it takes to connect the two of you in his perfect timing. Okay. So I want to go over one more thing before I jump into the second part. Now that we've shared that, let's look at a little bit deeper at the connection, you know, once you meet. Okay. So I'm going to read from page 119 of the book and it says an effortless love connection. Okay. Because remember when this is God orchestrated, nothing has to be forced. You know, you're going to look at your spouse and you're going to feel a connection with them and love them for who they are. Likewise, your spouse is going to see you connect with you and love you for who you are. Okay. There isn't going to be any forcing. There isn't going to be any, you know, manipulation or trying to talk them into it or trying to convince them, you know, that you're right for them and that, you know, God is doing this because in the same way that God is going to minister to you, that's your spouse or that's your husband, the same way that God is going to minister to your husband, that's your wife. Okay? So, where does the love come from? Where does that unconditional love, that, that instant connection come from? Because in the world, there's a saying, love at first sight. Is it true? Is there really love at first sight? Or is it lust in, at first sight or infatuation? I believe that when it's God ordained, there is such a thing as love at first sight. And I'm going to go ahead and explain why. So the author here says, how is it possible for a man to love a woman like Isaac did to Rebecca, yet he didn't even know her for a long period of time? How is it possible, you know, for Adam to, you know, love Eve right away when she was just presented to him and. Didn't know her for very long. How is it possible for a woman like Esther to have found grace and favor in the sight of a Gentile king? So much so that he put the royal crown upon her head. How is it possible that the heart of Jonathan, King Saul's son, was knitted to the heart of David upon hearing his voice? How is it possible for you to believe that men know their wives, many on first meeting, others within a few meetings, How does godly marriage work? It is only possible by the favor of God. It is only possible by the favor of God. The effortless love connection that marks godly marriage is a mystery until we understand divine favor and voice activation. The same Holy Spirit who sheds abroad the love of God in the heart of a believer is the same Holy Spirit who opens the heart of a man to love his wife upon sight. I'm going to read that again. The same Holy Spirit who sheds abroad the love of God in the heart of a believer is the same Holy Spirit who opens the heart of a man to love his wife on sight. It is the same Holy Spirit which connects the hearts of women to their husbands. It's the same Holy Spirit who favored Mary and, by His power, overshadowed her to become pregnant. It's the same Holy Spirit who releases singles into their God-ordained marriages. Okay, so you know, it's like when I was talking about the foundation of a godly marriage. God is the foundation. The Holy Spirit is the foundation. The Holy Spirit is what guides the two spouses that God has orchestrated together. Okay? The effortless love connection is another hallmark of godly marriage. Through all the stories cited except for Leah, love was present from the very beginning. It doesn't make sense until you understand. It is a divine activation of the Holy Spirit imparting his love into our hearts. So when we look at, for example, Isaac and Rebecca, you know, um, Isaac's father, Abraham sent his servant to his homeland to find a wife for Isaac and the servant prayed and Abraham had told him, don't worry, an angel will go before you, you know, and the servant had prayed and asked God to do a specific sign so that he knew that that was the woman he had chosen for Isaac. And God fulfilled that sign. The servant said, let it be that when I ask a woman to give me a drink, that she will give me a drink, but she will also water my camels. And when Rebecca came out, that's exactly what happened. And it was by that that it was confirmation to Abraham's servant that that was the wife that God had chosen for Isaac. When the servant brought Isaac, or I'm sorry, when the servant brought Rebecca back to Isaac, the only thing that we see take place in scripture is that Rebecca was presented to Isaac. Isaac was immediately in love with her, brought her into her mother's tent, and she became his wife. That's it, that's all it took, okay? Because God orchestrated it, because the Holy Spirit was a part of it, there was divine favor. And there was love, a godly love or an agape love, as I talked about in my last episode. Okay, so now I'm going to jump into the second part of this message, which is why are there more godly women than there are men? Or why is it sometimes it seems like it's taking forever for us to go into our marriage, right? Maybe you've been single for years and You haven't courted, you haven't dated, you haven't, you know, met the one that God has for you. Or maybe you did meet the one that God has for you and then there was a separation. You know, what are some of the reasons for that? You know, and I think one of the saddest things is that when we when we see churches today, not only do they not talk about half of what I've talked about But there's always greater emphasis on the women being ministered to concerning how to be a godly wife more than there is mentoring for men on how to be godly husbands. That's not good, you know, and even more men should have mentoring because they're the head of their marriages. They're the head of their homes. So even more, there should be mentoring for men because they're leading a family. They're leading a wife. In children, okay? But yet, for some reason, we're not seeing that in churches, you know? And this is part of the reason why I feel that many men are walking around lost or have fallen into counterfeit lifestyles or have been attacked severely by the enemy, you know? Maybe these men grew up and didn't have a godly father figure. Maybe they didn't go to church maybe they did and maybe you know they were brought into a false religion or something like that okay so men are basically left to their own devices on how to decide to go about love and relationship and so on and even more importantly how to do it in a you know in accordance to the word of god okay so We as believers within the body of the Messiah, if we are to end the dysfunction in our marriages, we must become just as intentional in preparing our sons and men to become husbands as we are on preparing our daughters to become wives, okay? That needs to change, all right? That needs to change. Many men did not have a good example in the home. But thankfully, God is a good father. He gives us mercy and grace. And through the revelation of the way of the Messiah, men can reestablish godly leadership again in their homes and bloodlines, okay? There's hope and there's grace, which is what I was saying is a huge part of our assignments as wives in these times is that we need to stand in the gap and pray on behalf of our husbands so we can bring them back to God and bring them back to the purpose that God has for them and bring them back to godly leadership. Okay. So what are some things that, you know, might cause this to happen other than what I've already mentioned? Okay. Um, number one, men with great callings upon their life, anointed men, godly men with pure hearts have experienced delay. You know, this author has come to the understanding and I have to through prayer as well. Um, that this is because they need women of a certain caliber caliber. So I mentioned in, in one of my previous episodes, when a man is with a counterfeit woman, okay, when they're with someone who is not their wife, that man cannot grow anymore. They cannot go any further, no matter how hard they try, no matter how hard they try to develop purpose um, or, you know, a job or whatever, they're not going to be able to walk fully in who God has called them to be because they need their rib. They need that woman of certain caliber that will meet a set criteria, Okay. And these women are being prepared by God to handle that anointing upon their husband's lives. It's just the enemy seeks to sow division, right? He doesn't want to see godly marriages come together. And so he'll often do that by throwing the man in a counterfeit relationship, a counterfeit lifestyle, just all the things that I've mentioned before, okay? Another common scenario is women who have been called to intercede for men who are still in the world yet carry a great destiny okay so a lot of these men are walking around in the world they might be far from god but god has placed a great purpose on their lives and they don't even know it so these faithful women in the messiah are designed or assigned to these men by god and their kingdom assignment is to carry and cover that man into safety of their destiny through intercessory prayer. It is a process of submission, love, and humility like no other. Okay. These assignments are not easy and they require great grace because often nothing seems to be happening. However, God favors these women greatly. Intercession or intercessory prayer is the greatest labor of love next to being martyred okay when you intercede for someone for their soul their salvation deliverance and welfare that they may fulfill the destiny that god has given them you are acting in the very nature of yeshua himself for john 15 13 says greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends so to god you are not only praying for your godly marriage but you are laying down your life women for your marriage and for your husband talk about purpose right that's major so another reason why men are delayed is due to being in a wrong relationship they are living out of divine alignment or a prodigal lifestyle okay counterfeit lifestyle So he made it clear, God has made it clear that many wrong relationships would break down in order for the right one to take place, especially non-covenanted relationships, but not exclusively. Some wrong relationships do include marriage that were put together by man or human choice, yet were never the counsel or will of God to begin with. And this is a really painful reality. There are actually a lot of... um, People that are in wrong relationships, and this is what's causing a lot of uh chaos and a lot of delay within you know um believers going into their god ordained marriages, okay there are so many people that are so out of alignment right now um the enemy has just done so much damage that God is having to undo a lot of this, okay so um God knows that there are certain relationships He redeems with the willingness of the individuals involved. For others, despite many prayers, fasting, and even known counsel known to mankind, God still permits the marriage to fall apart. I have heard of countless testimonies of men and women who are honest enough to confess that in the midst of their devastation, God had revealed to them that He had released them from their marriage because their ex-spouse was not in alignment for his will for their life, nor his purposes. Others suffered untold abuse and to safeguard their, safeguard their destiny and life. God sovereignly saves them out of that sinking ship of a rotten marriage. And she goes on to share that this was her personal testimony. The word clearly says, "Who He whom God has put together, let no man separate. Matthew 19:5 and 6. Now, it is sin for any third party to interfere in a marital relationship. And equally, it is a sin for the married couple themselves to cause divorce in a marriage brought together by God. Notice, brought together by God. This is why divorce must be repented of regardless of whose fault it is. Whether you chose carnally or your marriage crashed or whether you aborted a marriage union given to you by God. Repentance, forgiveness, and a return to God's ways is the only antidote for healing and restoration. Okay. So, and I've talked about that before in, um, in a separate episode as well about that. So. For the sake of time, that is all I'm gonna share for today. So again, the first part was talking about how do you know when you've met the one that God has for you, that God has ordained for you? And why is it that it seems that there are more godly women than there are men? And why are there so many delays in these marriages coming? together. So I pray that that will minister to you and be of, of a, a source of hope and encouragement for you. Um, my next episode I will probably go into um, probably either the God-given roles um, assigned to husbands and wives or I might go into submission and respect depending on where the Holy Spirit leads me. So stay tuned for that. I pray that again, this episode, this message has been of some encouragement and hope for you. Thank you so much for joining me and I will be on my next episode and hopefully we'll see you there. Take care.